Okay, here we go. This is Paul. This is Connor. And Yvonne. And welcome, welcome to, to Silver Screamers, Screamers, your genre-jumping, decade-hopping film podcast. So we've got a guest, a guest uh, podcaster yeah. on today, Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. Hi. She's our resident Jewish expert and insisted on being on with us today to talk about Fiddler on the Roof. That's not quite true. We decided before we even told you that in the last podcast, we were like, we'll have Yvonne on for that one. We actually said that two podcasts ago. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. We'll lose the Yvonne's getting used to the microphone. Yvonne's getting used to the microphone. Actually, I actually need to apologize a little bit because I had my work Christmas party in January last night and I'm a bit ropey. So it's good we have a third person. Yeah, so Keep us on track. Yeah. So just before we get into movie news and Fiddler, just get to know Yvonne a bit better. Yvonne, can you tell us? Oh, no pressure, Yvonne. Yeah. Uh, three of your favorite films. Go. Okay, so number one is When Harry Met Sally. Oh, yeah. Love that movie. Could watch it over and over again. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, it's amazing. You have to watch it. Okay. Uh, the second one, of course, which you probably know, is Muriel's Wedding. Muriel's Wedding. Love it. Could quote it. And then my last one is like a really childish childhood favorite. And I literally know it word for word. Uh, and it never gets old. Little Rascals. No, I don't think uh, I know that. Do I? Like 1950s one or the 1990s one? I think oh, I 1990s, obviously. <laughs> For some reason, I thought Rugrats when you said that. No, I love it. It's so cute. You've got uh, Muriel's wedding imagery in your house. And I do. There's an amazing artist in Australia called uh, Nor. Nord, sorry, Nordacious, and he does all like movie art, and I have one of his pictures of. Uh, Is this very intimidating right now? A little Paul bit, a little bit. Paul Stanley, it's like an interview. I have like one of his staring out of on saying, "Don't fuck it. it up." That's it. At least it can be edited out, which is fine. <laughs> but I have one of his art pieces in from Muriel's wedding, so it's amazing. And Annika got me a mug this Christmas by the same artist, so it's great. <laughs> so you got matching pictures and mugs. That's and, it. Yeah. Have you seen Muriel's wedding, Connor? No, I haven't actually. Oh, I introduced Susan I Kirby to it because she had never seen it until probably about last year and I couldn't get over it. It's very good. It's brilliant. I, I have never seen When Harry Met Sally either. Brilliant. Watch it. I saw that Rascals in the cinema, but I can't really remember it. There's another one that I always really like as well, yeah. which is kind of feels like it's reminiscent of what we're talking today is uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I just really, it's like, I think I just like family movies about different cultures as well and stuff like that you like a comedy I do like a comedy They're yeah kind of a rom-com-y kind of yeah, yeah 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 basic <laughs> what about a film that you like that everyone else hates and a film that you hate that everyone else loves okay I think I'm gonna get in trouble for this one so a movie that I hate that everyone loves is The Lion King what <laughs> I know what I, I just not my favourite if favorite. you mean the new one then I'd say okay fair enough I've never seen the, the new one because oh obviously I didn't like the last God. one I think the, some of the songs are okay it's just the story the story's so nice yeah, but, uh, do you know what it is I don't know I don't I know mean, nah oh, that's, you just hate animals don't I you? don't hate animals I wish them well <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know <laughs> maybe it's you I, were loving it when we started I love Jungle Book so it's not an animal thing I love Jungle Book mm. yeah I don't know Okay. Okay. What's okay. the the movie that I love that everyone hates? Oh gosh. Been around the room. <laughs> um, you see, with, with me and Brandon there, this will oh, be a nine. lot of things because he tends to. 
no because I don't love love I do like it but not like yeah that awful hit is maybe my love 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 oh that everyone hates it probably is a cringy oh I really like Beetlejuice but people probably like that do you know what I watched the other day and Brendan thought it was terrible Greece. He was like, this is not realistic. These are like 40-year-old people playing teenagers. And I'm like, this yeah, well, is brilliant. True. This is amazing. Greece. I've seen Greece before. And we only partially watched it as well to have that judgment. Which Greece, is hilarious. The film Greece is great. We saw Greece in Borgosh Theatre in Dublin, mm-hmm. as you know, and it was awful. Yeah, and you didn't give them a standing ovation. I did not give them which a standing ovation. Which I just ovation. feel like you, you give everybody give a standing because ovation. Because they're actors. Somebody walks on a stage and you're up like a shot. Well done. It's for awkward not to. The stage. It's awkward not to. It's I saw Sound of Music actually on Tuesday and it was amazing. And uh, the actress that plays Mother Superior was phenomenal. And when she came out, I thought everyone was going to stand up because she was just the most amazing singer. And they didn't. They only stood up for when Maria came out, which I thought was a bit sad. Yeah. Who was she? Who was she? Was she in the no. That's usually uh, The only person that was famous in it was uh, Celia Murphy that's in Fair City. She oh, plays Neve. Yeah. She was very good at, as Baroness. Oh, okay. And the stage production actually had two songs I'd never heard of. Yeah, we saw... And both of them were sung with Baroness. And, and yeah. Yeah, we saw a production of that um, about two years ago. And it was bit, it's a great, great music. It's brilliant. Oh, that was with Rebecca Storm, wasn't it? No, he was in the Blood Brothers. There was no one famous. It's your favourite musical, Connor. Oh, yes, Blood Brothers. Uh, <laughs> emotional wreck I was after that. Um, okay, so, cool. Okay, well, before we get into Fiddler, I was thinking that would be a nice transition, talking about musicals to go into Fiddler. But before we do, we have a little recap on Oscar season. Yeah, I just wanted to talk, before we do that, talk a bit about Cats, since we're in musicals month slash six months of doing podcasts. Everybody hates cats. Cats is like like two point seven on IMDb, and okay, the the musical itself is there's no story. It's crazy. It's weird. It's because it's uh, a bunch of poems. It's just a bunch of poems yeah. turned into songs, and then some loose kind of thing about euthanizing cats. <laughs> but I thought the screen adaptation was good. <laughs> and, and no. <laughs> You thought it was alright as well in no, the cinema. I enjoyed no, I enjoyed it because I just embraced the ridiculousness and how But that's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily I'm not saying the story is great or the you know, but I'm saying the screen adaptation for what it is was a good screen adaptation. I thought well, no, it was a I don't, I don't think it was a, no. did a good job. <laughs> no, it was so I liked it because I not liked is a strong word. I enjoyed it because of how bad it was and how earnest everyone is and like nobody acknowledged how ridiculous this everyone was taking it so seriously like Jennifer Hudson had like snot running down her nose oh, yeah, well, that she was, was awful I don't know why they didn't edit that she was like that was awful. doing like a Viola Davis school of acting it was like no Jennifer this isn't that film like it <laughs> was the only I thought the only person who who kind of realised how camp it was and embraced the campness was Rebel Wilson and Ian McKellen and maybe James, James Corden. Corden everyone else was uh, was way too serious for their own good I well I mean you can't just actors of daft what, running around the place acting like feckin' idiots or just wouldn't come together at all oh, and just say well, why it, it was just kind of they look, it was so creepy looking and then I thought Judy Dench you, have, you haven't seen it Vaughn I haven't seen it, but I felt sorry for Judy Dench because I was like, after nine, why do like bad movies happen to good actresses? Why does she keep so, taking terrible uh, musical it's roles? The check. It's the check. <laughs> Literally, it's the check. It helps. At the end of the film, 
It was a bit so, weird when Judy Dench in, in this, Judy Dench is lying down listening to all the cats sing on the stage. And after Ian she McKellen is sings, loving herself, she's, she's like, like laid back in the chaise lounge. She's like, like oh, put it away, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> it's highly sexual. Like, all the cats totally fancy each other. There's almost like an insinuated threesome scene with uh, Victoria and the two. Mr. Mistopheles and no, not him. The two cats, Rumple Teaser. That it was a very horny scene. Was it? Yes, they were like, oh, oh who are they you? Were, they were, but they were robbing a house or something. Was it? Anyway, very know. horny. They were every scene. They were like rubbing against each other. Like I guess that's cats. What cats do? That was probably the worst scene in the movie because it didn't make any sense. <laughs> None of the scenes made sense. Well, I got it. I understood it. I can't yeah. believe he liked this, like cats over nine. I would have thought nine was a lot better than cats. Nine was shite. It nine, wasn't. Nine was much more cohesive than cats. Nine There's didn't an actual, go anywhere. Story. There's a story, though, with nine. There's no story with cats. No, that might be true, but nine was terrible. <laughs> nine was a waste of my time. Cats was entertaining because it was crazy. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to see either again, really. <laughs> I think my favorite songs. I think overall the songs were better in Cats, but I prefer one or two songs in Nine than anything in Cats. Agreed. I like would love loads of songs from Nine. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even remember the songs for Nine. It was so bad. But I still found myself a couple of weeks after watching Cats singing, singing Mister Mustafelis. <laughs> Uh, there's something else I want to... Oh, yeah, yeah. When you it, can actually... By the way, on YouTube, you can find T.S. Eliot reading the poems. <laughs> Hold me back. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, so at the very end of the film... This isn't a spoiler, Yvonne, or anyone. At the very end of the film... So the whole premise is that all these songs introduce themselves and then Judy Dench picks one of them to get killed, which is apparently a good thing. I don't know. Well, to be reborn uh, yeah. in the heavy all side right, Okay, okay. But Judy Dench then sits on this statue and then looks at the, breaks the fourth wall yes. and talks to us and kind of gives a synopsis of what the, the fuck's entire film. And I imagine this is definitely a poem because it's... It sounds very po- like one of his poems. It's uh, How it, to Address Cats. Yeah, okay. Like and she's like... Basically, cats aren't dogs. And all the cats are like, yes, we're not dogs. And you think, okay, that's it. And then she looks back at us again and she's like, that's right. Cats are not No, she doesn't. She says that once. She says it about eight. It goes on and on and on and on. And everybody in the audience is like, come on, Judy. When is this film going to wrap up? Yeah. I just go. wanted to talk a little bit about cats, and now we can talk about the Oscars. There is something kind of embarrassing about cats that I mean, you'll laugh at this, Ivan. So I knew that Taylor Swift was in it, right? Oh yeah. So I watched the. F- uh, so basically, the main character is called Victoria, and she's so CGI'd. Do you know that actress is a black actress? Really? Yeah. Oh <laughs> she's so CGI'd, and like just you'd but never she know. She has kind of sort of Caucasian features, though. I thought. No, that's just the CGI. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, I spent the entire film thinking <laughs> that that was Taylor Swift. <laughs> and then, uh, well, what, what did you do when you saw the Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, ah. an hour and a half into it, Taylor Swift comes down in this thing, and he's like, oh, 
Oh, that's Taylor Swift. Because <laughs> a lot of them aren't recognizable anyway. And I was kind of thinking, like, Taylor Swift can can dance. Well, I said at the start, I remember. No, that, like, the person that plays the white cat, she is, like, a ballet dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, I, 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 I disco- discovered that since. I saw, when I was watching it, I was like, is that Taylor Swift at the start? And then I saw her dance, I was like, that's not Taylor Swift. There's no way she's that dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that Shake actress, it off. Th- th- Shake that, it that off. was her first film and like god love her like and last, <laughs> and last. <laughs> that's it. like can you imagine she got the call from like whoever her agent and he was like okay you are the lead in the tom hooper hopper hopper whatever uh oscar winning director of like you know successful musical les mis uh you're the lead the supporting cast that will be supporting you or judy dench idris elba Taylor Swift. Some people are going to think you're Taylor Swift, by the way. Jason uh, like just, just like the best. She was like, my life has changed. I can finally, you know, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be like, this is it. And they well, made her. They, they, the they even though, like whitewashed. <laughs> no, but I think the critics though were probably quite kind to her because she actually did the role very well and she was brilliant in it. She was white-eyed and. Sang pretty songs and danced fabulously. Yeah, she danced very well. But the thing about it is, the dancing is all actually real, and it is the cast dancing. But because it's so CGI, there's so much CGI on the screen. You actually kind of think, is that real, or am I just watching? There's bits where you're watching them dance, and you can see their feet aren't on the pavement or on the ground. It's very much obvious that it's CGI. That's what I mean. So the actual dancing then. It doesn't come off as impressive as it should because there's so much CGI. Even though all that dancing, I think, was real, but it just it's it disguised so much by the CGI that it I think it, it loses its effectiveness. Yeah. Right there, you go. miraculously, Cats wasn't nominated for any Oscars. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> well, I think it's a travesty. Connor voted for it. Yeah, though. I did. Yeah. <laughs> my easy, my Oscar vote, my my Academy vote. Um, however, uh. Uh, nine films were let's just quickly run through the best picture nominees and just have a little chat Connor and I um, every year when the Oscars are announced we try to watch all the nominations so that when Oscar night comes we actually can have a accurate opinion Um, so and and you've seen a few have you seen any of them I've seen Little Women Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's the one we haven't seen we're cursed trying to see Little Women go on Connor tell the story we've been well about two or three weeks ago we said we would go to Little uh, Women and we'd bring my aunt along because my aunt was going to the cinema as well and we turned up on a Friday and it was sold out and I rang Paul and Paul was like you motherfucker and so we went that's not true Where's that effect? And then we went to see. What did we go to see instead? We saw nineteen seventeen. So that was good. And then so that's the f- first. Why are you turn your nose up, Luke? Oh, Yvonne. I'm not. So you're like nineteen seventeen. It just doesn't appeal to me like a war movie. That's all. It was very good. Yeah, it was very okay. good. I think it's probably the favorite to win Best Picture, and if it wins, I'll be like, okay, but it wouldn't be my choice. You know, it wouldn't be mine either. So then the following week, we said, okay, when we go to see Little Women the following week. And Paul said, right, I'm booking these tickets. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. It's, I'm online. I'm booking the tickets. And we turn up to the cinema and whatever he did didn't confirm the booking. And it was sold out again. So then we had to see Jojo Rabbit. I'm really happy for Tisha Ronan. <laughs> Selling out. Yeah. On a Monday. I saw it over Christmas, though. 
It's, it's been, been out for ages. Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you meant like it only came. Like it's no, been out. Oh, so I just mean that like it's selling out it's weeks after it's released. Yeah. That's amazing. But is where is this in Mullingar or no, this this is in Liffey Valley? Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not even out in Mullingar. International <laughs> listeners, that's it's coming. In it's coming soon. <laughs> they didn't. It's never hit Mullingar. No. Um, so we'll so, so we'll try and get to see it then next week. So yeah, um, we haven't seen it. Um, what's your thoughts upon? I really liked it. I really liked the it take. Was good. No, I did. I really enjoyed it. I have to say, and it was like a fresh take. They don't do obviously the movie in the same sequence, but obviously the same stories are uh, told, um, and it kind of sheds life, like more kind of light on Larry and what's the youngest daughter called? Beth. No, that's Joe. the no. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's Sir Ronan. Beth is Mary, the sequence. Uh, oh, anyway, Julie. Basically sheds light on their relationship and actually how she was in love with him for so long and actually it's actually all right how they're together. Whereas like in the movie with Winona Ryder, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're together. Like, I can't believe you did this. It's not real, but it actually is quite genuine, which is nice. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> do you think, what do you think of Saoirse? Do you think she's any chance of winning? Saoirse bleeding and all in any ways. You see, I'd like her to have a chance, but then I read like the Oscars are all like a fix because they have all like these parties where all like the people that vote are like kind of bribed. It's like, oh, come to our party for this actor. Oh, we've got a free iPad. Oh, we'll give you this watch. So they're kind of like, I'd say, persuaded. And if you don't have like, if Saoirse doesn't have like a party like that, maybe, or her people don't throw parties like that, maybe, I don't know. How do I get onto these parties? How do I get to be included know. in these well, parties? Wow. Pretend but to be the waiter. But, but it's, yeah, but everybody, it's called networking. Yeah, but everybody in the uh, academy votes, don't they? No, but like I, there was like, who was it? Um, Denzel Washington said he was like saying, "Oh, like you know, when I won, like I think it was the second time he got Best Actor or something like that." Is it how many awards does he have? I think maybe it's the one. But basically, right. he had went to a dinner with his. Agent, he's like, you're going to go to this dinner. Uh, you're going to make these people love you. And you're going to make them love you so much that you're going to get the Academy Award. And basically, so it's kind of well known that they have all these like dinners and events to help you like promote your movie. But like, what if you're, you don't have that funding to promote your movie to all these people that are voting? Like, what if you're like, you know. Write them an email. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> Please pick me. Yeah, sorry, I'm wrong. He's won twice. Yeah, he won for one of them anyway. For Glory. Never even heard of that. Have you heard of that, Con? Um, Training day Yeah That's the other one That's why I feel bad For Leonardo DiCaprio When he was in Titanic He probably like Had no like publicity people Like going Come on Get him Like you know well, He didn't even get well, an Oscar nomination That yeah, year Yeah but Leo's been He's yeah. <laughs> He finally got one but, Like it was a long time Come on yeah, He's okay He's doing well He's I, doing well I don't think Titanic was that great. He's probably crying In the Ferrari <laughs> <laughs> Having sex with a woman Half his age <laughs> That didn't Ricky Gervais made a, Ricky Gervais made a, uh, a quip about that at the Golden Globes. That he always sleeps with younger yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, he does. <laughs> it's like a thing. That's what everyone says. Yeah. Uh, Connor, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my little twink over here. <laughs> okay, so I I haven't heard much buzz about Sir Ronan. Um, I don't think that I think. Uh, best actress is definitely going to go to Judy uh, for Renee, Renee for Judy. She's won all the awards so far, which I, I haven't seen. Say Judy Dench for no, 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 Renee. I haven't seen Judy. Have you seen Judy? No, I haven't actually. No. I didn't think it was 
particularly well received. The film wasn't, but her performance was. Yeah. Um, but she has an Oscar, and I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, so that's Little Women. We haven't seen that. We have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We saw that on our anniversary, Connor. All right, back in September. Back in September. Yeah, I don't okay. remember when that is. <laughs> it's okay. You'd hate that, Yvonne. Yeah. All right, great. Are Tarantino you, uh, movie, is it? Yeah. I yeah, you're would. not a fan of Tarantino at all? Oh, I think I saw Kill Bill, and I think it was like one of the only movies other than Armageddon that I actually wanted to walk out of. <laughs> I think we saw that together, actually, when we were teenagers. It's tragic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is actually my I least favourite. No, I, I can't. He liked cats. <laughs> Sorry. Of course he did. He liked cats. That's, uh, that's that awful director. Michael Bay. Oh, I can't stand Michael Bay. Once a time in Hollywood, though, uh, it, it's okay. It's very long. It's very self-congratulatory. What's the word? What's it's very Tarantino. It's very long. It's, it's very up its own arse. Did like and Brad Pitt. I think Brad Pitt will win the Oscar for supporting. Yeah. Um, okay, and then we have uh, Ford versus Ferrari, which I haven't seen. Yeah, you're dreading much. Dreading it. I've heard it's really good. <laughs> have you seen, you haven't seen you're that. like, no, cars. <laughs> cars and sports. Boo. <laughs> and Christine Bale. And I don't like Christine Bale. Parasite, we have to see still. I think that's going to be excellent. We're going to watch that legally online. Might watch that tomorrow. Yeah. Then my favourite, and what I would personally give the Oscar to, is Jojo Rabbit. Good. Dying to see that. Jojo that looks Rabbit. amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. good. We listened to um, Grace Randolph, who's a critic, and I think she totally missed the point of that movie. I think it's just more the fact that people feel that like we shouldn't be probably making fun of such a sensitive topic, and I think that's what the concern is and the issue. And I know like everyone's like, oh, it's a really funny movie and everything like that, but it's all quite sensitive because of like the whole Holocaust and obviously what Hitler stood for. <laughs> the old Holocaust. Just saying. So probably you can understand if like people made a movie, like a comedy movie, maybe about like the famine or like you know. 1916 rising or something. I don't know people have been making com- like um, MASH that's a comedy about the war being a war the old sitcom um, Hello Hello that was set in, in, was in World, War, World II. War II as well the, the Germans were depicted quite bumbly in that yeah but, and I, the, but the, the point about Jojo Rabbit is that it's not like trying to make light of Hitler no. It's pr- trying to make how ridiculous the whole. It's trying to uh, yeah. talk about intolerance in this, but it's a it's an eleven year old boy's image of what Hitler is. Mm-hmm. Who he's obviously never met Hitler, and he's this kind of cool dad kind of figure. That's what I'm saying. I would like to go see it, but from the outsider looking in, if you like, obviously haven't seen it, you're going to be like, oh, they're like having like a like a comedy movie about Hitler. You'd be like, oh, well, that's why I know. But like this, Grace Randolph one had seen it and mm. was reviewing it and still kind of missed the point of it. So. Anyway. Yeah, I think some people. I mean, Catherine, um, who saw it with us. I don't think it was her film either. I think some people just like their war films to be nineteen seventeen in tone, and uh, that's just the way they like it. I think Catherine actually found it difficult. I don't exactly know why, but she was saying like when they're burning the books, she was quite emotional that, about that. She found the image just a bit upsetting. Yeah. that's it, it. Could just be but triggering for some people. It's obviously like the film is funny and a comedy but also deals with the war very respectfully I think in a lot of I agree. instances my favourite type of writing is something that can make you laugh and then 10 minutes later you're bawling crying and this did that and I wouldn't be the biggest Scarlett Johansson fan in the world uh, but she is magnetic in this yeah she's very she's, very, she's absolutely yeah, fantastic her relationship with Jojo is brilliant gorgeous and I want her to win that Oscar not 
she's nominated twice this year, but I wanted to win supporting. And Taika Waititi is excellent as. Yeah, he is good. Laura Dern is the favourite to win supporting actress for Little Women. How is she in that? As I said, I found it difficult because of the fact that I watch Big Little Lies. I'm always just associated with her character in Big Little Lies being like manic and crazy and screaming and all this. So then like seeing her in this role where she's like really caring and nurturing. She plays really well, don't get me wrong, but it's just because I have this image of her being somebody completely different and then seeing her in such a nurturing role, I was like, was just getting like all muddled up. She also nominated for Marriage Story. Sorry, I, t- I made a mistake there. She's nominated for, she's favourite, but not for Little Women. She is in Little Women. She's favourite for her supporting role in Marriage Story. Right. Uh, where, sorry, where Scarlett's nominated for, it's also Insta, isn't it? <laughs> is Laura Dern nominated twice? No? no. She's nominated for Marriage Story. For Marriage Story for supporting. So okay. she's up against. But she is in Little Women. Yeah. All right. But she's not nominated for that. Oh, that's a good year for her. Isn't it? Yeah. And um, I think the last thing she was in was Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, she was nominated like two years ago for The Wild. Um, and she won a Golden Globe last year for Big Little Liars. She's having a... Having a good... A great... Revival yeah. renaissance or something. Um, it's so that She's in Star Wars. So she is... Yeah. She is, nom- she is in Marriage Story nominated for Best Supporting uh, with Scarlett Johansson who's nominated for Best Actress. And in... She's... And when... Laura Dern is competing against Scarlett Johansson's supporting role in Jojo Rabbit. And the film that Laura Dern is in, Little Women, Saoirse Ronan is nominated for Best Lead against Scarlett Johansson. It's all very... I'd lost you there. <laughs> it's all right. There's I'm like sure, the same sure four actors are all in the same film. They're all nominated. Uh, anyway, Jojo Rabbit is amazing. Um, I Marriage Story that links us to Marriage Story I suppose did you see that Yvonne? no I'm d- I also have to watch that it's it's okay I know the synapses of the story yeah. though I it's like Adam Driver though so I, like, I really la- want to see it Adam Driver is uh, wonderful mm. she him in it. no I just like him because I watched him in Girls I didn't yeah. like his character in Girls <laughs> like I didn't see the attraction there he's very good in Star Wars he's, I he's the best actor in Girls by far he's supposed to be a lovely actor as well like in real life because I read the story about how like this little kid saw him in an airport and starts screaming like his uh, he tried to get like his dad's attention to bring him over to him and then he got fed up waiting for his dad so he just screamed out his character name from Star Wars Kylo Ren yeah and then Adam Driver came on came over and he's like I'm on a mission right now ah, you can, so ah, you can call me Adam ah, and I just thought that was so sweet <laughs> that is lovely uh, I saw actually uh, he was, there was some Snapchat story where he was doing like a piss take of Star Wars he seems like a cool guy but the language in Marriage Story I thought it was very stagey it was very much like a stage production kind of thing and it didn't really resonate with me I just didn't think it was I didn't think it was Oscar worthy really. I, I actually think I would give him well no I wouldn't give him the Oscar I think he was brilliant other years I would give him the Oscar there's someone else I think should win the Oscar this year for best actor but I think his performance was amazing he was very good in it yeah. amazing. and if he won I wouldn't be annoyed I don't think he will I think Joaquin Phoenix is going to win I think he is going to win for Joker yeah. have you seen Joker? <laughs> I'm a terrible guest it's like Why have you, you on seen this, podcast? this movie because I'm a typical genre I like musicals why didn't we have you on wrong? <laughs> don't think of Bond would like Joker I know all about it though because Connor described it to me. Um, Great detail. I love when you describe movies. I love when Paul <laughs> describes movies. I'm always like, "Tell me." I'm never going to see it. So you might as well tell me. Um, 
I think it's a nice take on it. Do you know what I mean? Compared to Heath Ledger's version of like the Joker. It's very yeah, sad. So it's very but also yeah. very like, oh, it makes people think of... I'm very like that in life. I always think like, that person was a baby once. How did they get to this moment in their life? Mm. I think about people like that all the time. Um, so I'd be probably thinking from that aspect if I saw the Joker. This person was a baby. How did they get I to this psychopath? I'm just saying like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> We're all God's children. <laughs> um, it's a really good film. Connor over here, the atheist. <laughs> well, Paul, fucking Mother Teresa over here. Yeah. I'm more spiritual than you. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's going to win Best Picture but I think Joaquin will win, win Best Actor and I think deservedly so it's almost become so popular and now that it's now it's like cool to not like the Joker cool not to like it yeah not like a lot of people it's getting a backlash you know when something gets so popular then it gets a backlash it's not that cool and then the last one uh, is The Irishman which I hated no boring no again I haven't seen it <laughs> three hours of my life well, Three I did, and a half hours I did see one interview And I thought this was interesting Not interview One article on it And they loved it And they said People keep saying it's so long An average series of Love Island Is 59 hours long So <laughs> So like It's grand You know And the fact that you liked Cats as well More than this Is you know Cats was much better Than The Irishman um, More entertaining anyway Okay I love a gangster flick I like uh, I love all the Godfather films. I loved Departed. Goodfellas. Never saw The Departed. Amazing. Really good. You'd like it. The, the, the Irishman doesn't really have a very... I think it's a true story, so it doesn't have like a cohesive plot. It just is kind of like the life story of this gangster. Like it's almost a documentary drama. And I could... They, the, the, the digital effects to make the actors look younger. Um, Excellent. Excellent, but their physicality never looks young. There's a scene in it where mm. Robert De Niro is meant to be in his 40s and he kind of punches this guy and he attacks him. And he looks like... Do the way old men kind of shuffle around? It just looks like a, you know, a weirdly smooth-faced old man. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And he kind of has a bit of a hunch. Totally, like that, because yeah. he can't change that. I thought Al Pacino was great. And Al Pacino is so much more watchable than Robert De Niro. He's got a lot more charisma than... Al Pacino, or than um Robert De Niro, yeah, I, I saw. I also heard something interesting that Robert De Niro's big break was when he played The Godfather Two. He played Marlon Brando's younger self. Yeah, I totally forgot. We only watched that a couple of months ago, and I totally had forgotten that. Well, had that this technology been around back then, Robert De Niro would never have had his big break because they would have just done that technology on Marlon Brando. That's a very good point. Never thought of that. Sure. So there you go Mind blown Okay so just I think the next episode We do will be after the Oscars Let's have a quick Just uh, 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 Predictions of Who you want to win And who you think will win For best picture Actor and actress So uh, There they are Written in front of you Van. So <laughs> What Because I haven't seen Half of them so I yeah. like, have to like I just need to know that What one. is it <laughs> That one so, well, well even just from From I think I would like probably Jojo Rabbit to win, but I think either Little Women or Joker will win. Yeah. Yeah, I think Joker will probably win. I would like Jojo Rabbit to win, but I think Joker will win. Okay, I think 1917 will win, and I think I would. Actually, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I think like Sam Mendes will get like best director but I don't know whether he'll actually the best film will be that yeah I can see that happening I actually think Parasite I feel like I'm going to love Parasite 
and that might be interesting as a as a kind of out of the box, especially that it's is a, it dubbed or is it subtitled? Subtitled, darling. You have to read. Let's see. <laughs> and uh, I think I'd like Jojo Rabbit, but it won't win. Um, okay, best actor off the top of my head, it is Joaquin for Joker, uh, Leonardo for Once Upon a, a Time. Oh, help me out here. Uh, Antonio Bandaras for some film that no one's heard of. Um, Adam Driver for Marriage Story. And I think it's a shame that Taron Egerton, who won the Golden Globe for oh, it's Best Actor, is not even nominated for yeah, an Oscar. Yeah, that's a bit of a surprise. It's your man from the, the Pope, the old guy, the shame, shame guy from Game of Thrones is nominated oh, yeah. for the, the Pope, the two Popes. <laughs> that's actually not even saying that. People say that show, that movie is actually quite good on Netflix. I haven't seen yeah, it there. No, yeah. I thought it was nominated for Best it was Picture. It's nominated for a Golden Globe, wasn't it? For Best Picture, I think. Perhaps. Okay, so so yeah, so Leo, Adam, old Pope dude, Joaquin, <laughs> or I said it a second ago. Anyway, it's gonna be Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, we'll be joking. Okay, uh, best. Uh, what do you think? Um, I think it's gonna be Joaquin. Yeah. Alright, Antonio Banderas is the one I forgot. Um, okay, I agree with Joaquin. Yeah, I would. I I, I think the only one who's a danger to Joaquin is Adam, I, and I feel like Hollywood likes him. I think that Pope guy's going to get really offended when he listens to this podcast. <laughs> he forgot his name. <laughs> you, you called him that Pope guy. <laughs> that was you. Yeah, but you just said it. You repeated it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then actress. Oh, go away, you. Oh, Paul, you invited me. <laughs> Not you. Okay, we got Renee for Judy. Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, which is meant to be great. Um, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story. Shares, shares are bleeding round and for Little Women and Charlize Theron for Bombshell. I think any of them could potentially win. I think they're all. Oh, it's a good category. I'd love Saoirse to get it. I really would, but I think Renee Zellweger will win. Yeah, if she wins, she'll be our first actress to win Best Actress. I want Scarlett. Oh, Johansson. oh wait, by R, I mean Irish. I want Scarlett Johansson. Oh no, this Scarlett. is Best Actress. Oh, then. actress. Okay, then. Uh, Renee, Cynthia, Scarlett, Saoirse, Charlize. Yeah, I would want. I, I think Saoirse deserves it at this point, and I think it probably will be Renee though for uh, Judy. Judy. I don't really know who I want to win for that. I don't really. Yeah. I haven't seen Little Women, and I feel like Saoirse is absolutely going to win an Oscar. Absolutely. Just not know if this is her year. The rest of there's a few Oscar winners there already. Scarlett. I don't think Scarlett deserves it for that film. Charlize Theron is meant to be amazing in Bombshell. We will talk about Theron on the roof at some point. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll leave it there, actually. We'll leave it there. We won't do the other ones, because that's, that's the best actor. Okay, cool. Uh, Fiddler. So our last musical of musicals month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> musicals year. Musicals year. Is Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, uh, this was my choice. And the reason I picked this is because back when we started musicals month, in May... <laughs> Um, was it May last year? It was just after. Well, I'll tell you now. No, it was June. It was, uh, we recorded. Um, we had uh, a very special person uh, got married. Oh yes. And um, towards Battle the tough. end of the wedding, someone put on tradition. Who was that? And we lifted our dear friend up in the air and danced. And that friend. 
Also a dear friend of ours. <laughs> so, yeah, so Fiddler has been... So what is your affinity? Yeah, what's with? your affinity? So, Fiddler on the Roof was actually the very first musical I ever saw. Oh, when I was five years old, my sister Rashanda, yes, that is her actual name, <laughs> um, it, was, it was her school play. So we saw it in Rafaelis in the hall and I just remember going, this is amazing. Like, Every part, like, it's, and just it's like, funny. Like, it's not, it's not a, it's not a nor, it's not a musical that's all glitz and glamour. It's not very child friendly either. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Loved it, every bit of it. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, and it was for obviously I have like a special place in my heart because it was the first musical I ever saw. It was our first. It was it was our uh, school musical as well when we were in secondary school. And Didn't I you go asked, to an old boys' school? Yeah. Okay. And we did it with. Uh, he played Golda. <laughs> I wish I was Fruma Sarah, to be honest. I wish I was Fruma Sarah. I love her. <laughs> She's my favorite character. Part, yeah. Well, other than like obviously being a daughter, but like, yeah. And uh, so there was our school, Temple College, and then there was Our Ladies College, and we kind of got together and they did the musical. And I was asked to be the constable, but I was quite a shy kid in school, and I was just like, oh no, I'm not getting up on stage. You must be having a laugh. So who did you play? I was the prompter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I my services were required a couple of times, okay. So, uh, but I was there for every practice, every rehearsal, everything, and uh, loved it. The constable one went a really good role because like you have like a special relationship with Topple, like they have like this like friendship. Yeah. Tevia, sorry, I'm thinking the topples actually is a real name, Tevia, um, which like people really criticise because they'd be like, no, back then like they would never have had that relationship. Like yeah. it was like pretty hostile. And the guy who played the constable in ours wasn't very good. Is that good. a fact? Because I, I quite like I know we're jumping ahead But I quite liked that They didn't just make him To be this evil demon I thought yeah. that was good Yeah but that's Yeah definitely though It was nice to have See like that compassionate side But that's what people Had like an issue with it. They were like That would never have happened It wasn't realistic Because like basically Like it's based on A series of books Called Tevia the Milkman And actually in the ending Of the books It's really sad I know like the second half Of the movie is quite sad But like Tevia Is like alone Gold is dead And all oh, the daughters no. Are scattered Sorry scattered All over the world Oh, I know. Does he stay in Russia? I never knew that. No, he's in America at the stage. Oh yeah, they, they left on a Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but did, did Golda go with him, or did she die before? Oh no, like they moved to America, but like he, she dies, and uh, like, but all his daughters are all different places, and he's all alone. So essentially, that could still happen at the end of Fiddler, because like we don't see what happens. Mm. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a very sad. It's a, like it's unusual. I don't, I can't think of any musical that I know we're jumping to the end here, but I can't think of any musical that has a sad ending apart from this. Uh, well, Blood Brothers has a kind of a sad ending. Okay, um, but uh, cats. I think my parents are in a musical society, and they had done, they've done Fiddler a couple of times, but they say that while it's one like it's a great musical it doesn't sell necessarily as well because it is kind of sad and it's a bit bleak and uh it's a sad ending and people don't like a sad ending people like yeah. to be happy at the end funny my nana who is 97 in april uh she went to london in the 70s and it was her like her first time going to london and uh my grandfather's job kind of brought them to london and treated them to a weekend there or something and got them tickets to the west end and my grandmother would have been very glamorous um, you want to be her when you're an old lady don't you? she still is very glamorous she is very glamorous uh, she used to do she was in a ladies club and they used to do like dancing and stuff with the ladies club so this was a big thing and she couldn't wait to go to the West End and she wanted to she was hoping 
hoping to see something like I don't know what would Chicago have been out in the 70s she probably wanted to see Phantom of the Opera yeah or something, something like that would like or something with like you know um, lots of cost like um, 1920s costumes and flappers and you know and they brought her to Fiddler and she was like all the costumes were brown and it was like peasants I don't want to see peasants on the stage and she hated it hated it but I think that, that my, that's what she wants to go what she wants out of a musical is glitz and glamour glitz and, and glamour this is not that type of musical but I just think like even it's I think it's an amazing musical so I just think the music as like I said like I watched obviously during the week but I hadn't seen it probably since maybe a couple of Christmases ago but it's just like it's so enriching and he just like puts you in a good mood and I just love how he tells the story and even like some of the songs like the Sabbath prayer beautiful when they get married under, under the canopy it's beautiful literally in floods of tears because all these like like heartbreaking things happen but like and but then at the end of the film like when they're packing up and they're leaving Anna Tefka like they like show the fact that as Tevi's leaving like and then the fiddler comes back out again just to prove that like how you know life can be so unbalanced yeah, oh, yeah. their life before we then get into too much detail um, dissecting this will Connor do you want to do your two minutes and 40 seconds synopsis I was saying I was saying the guest should do the synopsis but she's too nervous no I don't think that's fair well Yvonne would you like to do it oh I don't know if I could do it in two minutes I'll try and sure do you know what if it doesn't work out we could always edit it out and then Connor can do the two minutes and 40 seconds (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of all their names Get set. Go. Okay, at the start of the movie, you meet Topple. Or sorry, not Topple, it's Tevi. I keep doing that because that's actually his name. He's a poor milkman who is the father of five girls, and he's basically living in this beautiful town on Aktevka in Russia. He is a Jewish man, and he basically goes in to tell you about his traditions in his Jewish faith and obviously tell you all the roles that people have to play in life the mother, the father, the son, the daughter, and how, like, basically, how all of these traditions make their lives go really well. Um, cut to. Um, Sorry, could do. You go to go. <laughs> you go to Tevia's house, and his daughters are there with his wife, and they're visited by the matchmaker Yenta. She comes to tell Golda that basically uh, the butcher uh, wants to marry their eldest daughter, Seidel. She's over the moon because he's rich. Her daughter will never starve, but she's like, you know, Tevia's never going to go for this because he's not a learned man. But she's like, you know, send him anyway. Seidel and the other girls get a little bit like rustled because they're like oh no she finds terrible men they're horrible they're bold like they're bald (laughs) they're not bold (laughs) they probably are bold and this moves into the next song called Matchmaker Matchmaker which is a fabulous song and how everyone wants to get married because it seems like such a great thing but how they're like oh you don't know who you're going to end up with oh this is terrible I'm going too long anyway oh move on sorry move on anyway so Tevye goes to meet Laser Wolf they agree that yeah you can marry my first daughter amazing Amazing. He goes home. They have Sabbath prayer. He also meets this uh, student, uh, Hoddle. Oh no, that's not Perjack. it. Perjack, and he invites him home for dinner, um, and they basically have Sabbath. But during the Sabbath, uh, Model the tailor and Seidel have actually already given each other a pledge to marry each other. Um, so he, she's really disappointed. She's like, "You have to ask my dad to marry you tonight. Marry me tonight, because otherwise I'm gonna have to marry Laser Wolf." He chickens out, and anyway, they basically they approach him and they're like, "Listen." doing it wrong because that doesn't happen in the right order <laughs> anyway they basically tell uh Tevye that they gave each other a pledge they're like please let's get married he's like uh okay fine you can then he thinks of like how am i gonna tell golda she's not marrying laser wolf anymore so then he thinks of this amazing dream where he's like Do you know what laser wolf's dead wife came and told me that if we let her marry 
our daughter uh, she's gonna kill our daughter in three weeks okay <laughs> so hard anyway sidle <laughs> get married everything's fabulous until uh, the russians come in and basically uh mess up the whole wedding with like basically a demonstration very sad cut to part two so sidle and model are <laughs> gone off being married being great Five. oh god Let's keep going. Let's keep going. okay and uh, their next daughter uh hoddle is in love with uh what's his name what's his Fair name old. how do you say his name who are you talking about now the learned man Perchek yeah so she wants to get married to Perchek but she's like do you know what dad uh, we don't need your permission we're literally just asking for your blessing he's like what like you're not asking me for my permission you just want my blessing he gives in they get married except for the fact that Perchek gets arrested and he's basically sent to Serbia to a settlement camp she follows Liberia, him not Serbia oh, sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> Anyway, she goes and follows him over there, which is really sad. And they have this heart, really like heart wrenching song by the train station of um, "Far from the Home I Love." Anyway, next daughter, Hava, bit of a like you know wild child. Bit of a rebel. She falls in love. <laughs> she falls in love with or like you know a Russian Orthodox man, and this is like you know they approach him and are like, "We want to get married," and he's like, "No, like hundred percent, don't mind uh, you know." your sister's going off breaking tradition but you can't do it because like you can't marry outside of the faith anyway they elope he basically says she's dead to the family and it's really horrible it's really sad anyway cut to end of the scene and basically the constable comes and says you have three days to sell all your stuff and move out because you're not to live here anymore and it's really sad and they all have to leave but then at the very end they're all like going to different places uh, Tevye and Gold are going to America. Motlin and Seidel are going to Krakow. And so is uh, Hava and Fedeka. Fedeka. Um, and you think that basically, oh, you know, she's dead to the family. But then as he's leaving, he's like, oh, may God be with you. And then she's like, I'll write to you in America. And he's like, okay. So it's kind of saying like they're all going to kind of reconnect, which is nice. And that's the end. And I probably talked for about seven minutes. <laughs> it's a very long story. No, and I didn't even did get to talk well. about we'll just play the music twice. but like I'm not be bad like my favourite part is the frum is there and I didn't even get to talk about that for very long <laughs> well, we'll get we'll to, we're going to talk about that in detail now that was really good you got every well single done. it was too detailed <laughs> it's like me uh, oh I think the best I know when you start doing this two minute and forty seconds thing you're about three minutes into the movie and your time's gone and you're like what the hell I was getting so mixed up as well and trying to pronounce people's names <laughs> like Perchek Fitzka <laughs> your pronunciations I think were fantastic I'm dreading having to pronounce some of these um, I suppose before we usually when we do the musicals we kind of go character by character and that probably might work for this as well do you think that might work? yeah let's do that like I thought the, the first song and the song that keeps on coming back is Tradition and it's my favourite song. It's oh, the most... Actually, oh, no. Sunrise is my favourite song. But it's, it's, I think it's, it's, the mo- it's the most famous song, probably. It's, ju- it's just a fan. It's a great um, start for a movie, yeah. It's like just the music, all the instruments. It's just like a great like bang to start. And you're just like, oh, I feel amazing. And I yeah. It's, it really sets up the culture and the world you're in. And yeah. The village well, and most good musicals, the first song is This Is The World You're In. Mm. Uh, like The Lion King Circle of Life. Um... Others, <laughs> the hills are alive with the sound of music. You know, they they and this is that one. Um, yeah, the hills here are alive with the sound. The hills are alive with the sound of music. Doesn't really set up the uh, you know you're in Austria. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that's not a great example, there, but like a lot of musicals will have. The There's fun. Nazis. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> that's kind of the B plot of that film, anyway. But uh, and I, but I thought 
I know that song better than I know. I've only seen this film once before, but I know the soundtrack quite well. And I actually thought, just from the soundtrack, that um, that the whole village took part in that song. And I know it cuts away. There's loads of cuts to people in the village doing their thing. But a lot of that song, when you hear that this big, huge chorus singing, it's just actually Tevye walking with his cow on his own with this big, huge chorus of people singing. I thought that was a weird choice to not have... Everybody run out of their house and sing that song together. Well, I suppose on the stage version, it would be everybody on stage the whole. Course. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. But the, why, I wonder why why uh, the director. What's well, the director's I think, name? I think at the start, like you do see the whole town singing, and then it's just him walking home at the end. But then also when he's talking about like the role of everyone, he's like the mamas, it goes to all the mothers in the town and what their job is. And he goes the papas and then it's all them. So it does cut to everyone's role. Yeah, it cuts to them, but there's no there, there's no. Gr- the, the people don't come together to sing well he does in the market when he's like oh there is this one time where this man sold him a, yeah. A, yeah, yeah that's true and actually I think just in that they changed that from the stage yeah sold him or like he gave him a horse that delivered a mule yeah, yeah, and then yeah. in this one it's like he, he was six, six hands six 16 but yeah 20 or something, or something I don't know yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's just a weird thing to change it's a weird thing to change and there's a couple of instances of that as well like in the Actually, in that song as well, they sing about the uh, the sons, but they don't. Normally, when they say the mama, like yeah. who day and night must da, da 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 da, and they say the mamas for the sons, they mix it with the daughters, and then they both say the daughters, the sons. Yeah, there's just a little, little difference. Little difference. Yeah. It is one of my favorite openers of any. It's such a great song. I. It was on a road trip there last year and we, every, each four of us there's four of us in the car and we took turns in picking a song to play and I played that because it's so long and they were like Dono was like this is the worst song I've what? ever heard I know no account for taste I can't believe he slept in my bed it's fabulous it's a brilliant song my brother sang it I think he was at a wedding or something and uh Whoever was getting married, uh, their family would all go around everybody and they'd have to sing a song. I think Bernard sang that. Hmm. Cool. What I said earlier on. That's a little story. Maybe he can do that at his wedding then and yeah. you can sing it. Yeah. Uh, but I, th- I think that the word tradition is it, that's kind of the theme of this entire thing is that Tev- Tevye, Tevye? Tevye is such a. He just is he's very content in his way of life and I think he's quite happy in his way of life and um, everybody in the village as he has says, a role and and, 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 they, and he's happy with that uh, yet he absolutely adores his daughters worships them yet each of them start breaking little traditions bit by bit like and the first like the first daughter it, it's more that she wants to marry for love and he can kind of well the first daughter in fairness doesn't want to marry somebody who's about three times her age yeah and the same age as her dad basically yeah, oh, yeah. older yeah I know and uh, she's fallen in love with this neighbour I suppose you know since they were kids or yeah whatever. but I just my, I just mean from Tevye's point of view the tradition is that they have picked each other as opposed to being arranged and that's a, mm. a break and then the second daughter then doesn't even ask for his permission which is a bit more even a bigger break and then that the third and then he, he allows those two but then the third daughter goes outside of faith and that he just can't handle that and then all these traditions are just breaking down and then he ends up having to leave his home which is kind of the 
it's more the fact that like how his traditions are so important to him but then also how like the world is changing and how things change and obviously that's really evident with his daughters so and how he has to basically change with it yeah i think it's i think it's it's similar true for uh you know changes in ireland over the last number of decades and our grandparents and even in our lifetime it's just showing different progressions Uh, i suppose i I think even like in our own families like i know for a fact the way like my mom and dad would have parented like my older siblings to obviously how they would have parented me like definitely that's why you turn out to be perfect (laughs) (laughs) so they they made all the mistakes with the older kids and then they got it right is that it that's it (laughs) and then the character of the, the 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 student what's his name Perchek. 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 Like he kind of, even though Tevi is very fond of him, he kind of is a, a real catalyst for for change. He's yeah. a, he's so Perchek, the student, he's been a student in Kiev, where obviously the larger cities, there's a lot more change happening. And I think he's just passing through Anatevka and starts to bring these ideas with him. Uh, he has no money, no food. He was uh, kind of the first hipster. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, That's what he'd be like now starts uh, says to Tebia how about if you give me milk and cheese and food I will teach your daughters and I'll you know talk about the Bible and you know these kind of new interpretations of the Bible and, and Tebia loves that because he likes learned men yes so Tebia is big on like he doesn't can Tebia read I don't think he can because a lot of the scenes they have that one man I feel that can read in the village and they pass him all the newspapers but sure even like in the song If I Were a Rich Man like it tells you all the things that he wants to do it's like he wants to spend his days like in the synagogue you know talking yeah talking like all like with men about just simple life yeah literally (laughs) do you know one thing I really like about the lyrics to If I Were a Rich Man he like totally he includes Golda in that and he's like oh she'll be with all of her he's not like it's not just about him it's not about him and he like he told his fantasy of being a rich man is with his wife and like that she's like a fat wife because she's got like yeah. a t- double chin yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. that he's not even it's because like in that in like the other song it's like do you love me she's like you know I've starved with you I've done all these things so like obviously like that's an important like f- yeah. thing to have in a husband it's like that you can keep you fed yeah. <laughs> and, I just yeah. thought that was lovely that like he and I loved that he wanted her to have a double chin yeah. that was fabulous he, he, yeah. does, he does talk about her squawking at the, <laughs> at the, the help and yeah. the butlers but I think he kind of finds that aspect of her personality charming yeah so i've got a lovely relationship gorgeous yeah uh, that's a wig on her right yeah well that would be a wig on her because obviously in like jewish faith they shave their like in like traditional like they shave their head they shave their hair with all the hair off their body when they get married and then they wear wigs because it's unclean yeah oh my god like hasidic jews like in new york or anywhere you'd go they shave their eyebrows they shave their hair and they wear wigs it's like a and I look, Paul's like literally like oh looking at me smacked. like with literally like a bird could like lay an egg in your mouth and like make a nest. <laughs> I uh, can't believe I've never heard that before. Well, like even in the Sabbath prayer, you can see all the women that are doing the prayer all have wigs on. Yeah. Oh. So the, um, what's his eldest uh, daughter? Seidel. Does Seidel then wear a wig after she gets married? To be fair, after she gets married in the second act, we just see her with a scarf on because obviously it's the winter times. So we never get to see. Maybe maybe that's another tradition that's changing. Mm. Well, no, because still in, it depends, obviously. what. Well, my, a friend of mine uh, who is Italian from Verona and is Jewish, I went to her wedding. I must ask her about that. So again, like this is Hasidic Jews. So that's oh, what they do. Okay. So they would have been like very traditional. 
so like obviously you have like Jewish people that don't do that yeah, but yeah, it okay. just depends on you know so God, the character of Golda that was meant to be wearing a wig that was a wig and that probably was a wig and like even like in like Hasidic Jews now like they would wear have still really long beards and they wear the prayer shawl and they always have their hats covered like okay. they always have a hat on or they have the prayer cap the prayer cap yeah, yeah. it has a name can't remember it mm. we're terrible <laughs> What other songs does Tevye sing then? He sings Tradition, Rich Man. So it goes from obviously Tradition and then it goes to Matchmaker, Matchmaker. And that's obviously when the three girls are singing about, you know, oh, you know, it's going to be great when we all get married and I'm going to have a husband like this and it's going to be fabulous. And they're like, you know, no, it's not because Yenta picks terrible men. And, you know, I love that it's like... Uh, Michael, I found him. <laughs> I got a match for you. I love that he's handsome. He's young. All right, he's 62, but, but he's, he's a nice... And then the one is, uh, oh yeah, he's like, like he's, he's like he's a drunk, but it's yeah. okay. Or no, he'll, beat, he'll you. beat you every night, but it's okay only when he's like sober. So like that's never gonna happen. Like so, <laughs> yeah. so then they're like, oh gosh, I really wanted this to take the time, or like things to take time. And then after that, it goes to if I were a rich man. If I were a rich man. Uh, well, actually, I think it's quite clever because the, the eldest daughter is the uh, initially is the only one who's mature enough to realize that actually. Mm. Getting married is, is isn't going to be the be all and end all that it, you know we've been. Mm. You're not going to get a prince, you know. Especially because you're a girl from a poor family. Yeah, so they had a dairy. Yeah. I love. And so is um, is it Mottle? Is her the guy she ends up with? Uh, yes. Yeah. Mottle comes the, the tailor. I love how kind of gangly and idiot he he is. Do you know who he reminds you of a little bit sometimes? Cotter. Because what? wait for this. You know in the song Miracle of Why Miracles. Do we have this one on? Wait, wait, wait. You know the song Miracle of Miracles? That's what I feel like <laughs> your engagement story will be like. He'll break out into that song. <laughs> wonder of wonder. <laughs> I don't think it's like Connor at all, right? Not in love, but like he'll be like I'd be I might be dancing around the place, but uh, I'm miracle uh, of miracles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just like that he's kind of like he's scrawny and he's plain looking kind of and, nerdy and yeah very nerdy and of all the people that like oh like she's had like a lo- like she's fallen in love with it's not like the typical person like no. he's, he's like yeah he's like the nerdy kind of guy yeah, that, yeah. and I like that and she adores him and then she doesn't it's not like it's not like and she didn't want the care, old guy because yeah. she wanted the young and he doesn't uh, she doesn't care that like with laser wolf who is the butcher the old butcher She'd have lots of food and lots of riches and all that kind of. She doesn't get care about that. She just She's wants just her lovely, lovely yeah. yeah, yeah. She has that lovely line, you know. Even a poor tailor deserves There's some, some happiness. happiness. Oh, that's a gorgeous you know, line. it's beautiful. Here's a question, probably very ignorant of me. I know he doesn't have his sewing machine um, until the, the second half, but would a a tailor with a sewing machine not be able to make a, as good a living as a butcher? I mean, they kind of indicated he'd never really be any any money really. You gotta eat. But it's more like probably if you think back then, women were probably making their own clothes or doing their own kind of like sewing, fixing like your husband's trousers and stuff like that. So it's probably like a luxury item having tailored clothes, whereas meat, you'd, they'd eat it all the time. I suppose without the, ta- without the sewing machine as well, they were all handmade, so he probably couldn't produce as much. Yeah, of course. I would have thought like Tevio was rich though, because he's a milkman. I'd be like, that's like a profitable thing, uh, but apparently, obviously not. And they, they had a fairly all right, decent sized house. I think just because they had the five dogs. Daughters, he he was supporting. Laser Wolf didn't seem to have any children, did he? No. So yeah, so he had a lot of dependents, and like if he had a son, that son probably would have been able to help in the family business or something. Um, it's I mean I know it's it's of its time, but like it, this film really likes its 
gender roles, doesn't it? Definitely. <laughs> does, does any, none of the women work, no? I mean, apart from uh, working around the they house. Work hard, they work Paul. from home, Paul. Yeah, they work very hard. As in they don't have trades. No. 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 Yeah. Uh, well, I suppose Yenta is a matchmaker. That's kind of... Well, a, she's a widow. She has to. Is that like a job given to like a widow? It's like, nah, you're the matchmaker. I want to know how she got that job. I kind of feel like, that's me. Um, interview process. Yeah. Are you like an I old lady f- with loads of gossip? I kind of feel... Uh, Okay, fine, she's a widow, but I didn't... They don't really say, like, oh, she became matchmaker. Widow. No. She, um... But I suppose she would have been, had to have been matched with somebody, so maybe... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's probably... I'd say it usually was kind of the old wise woman of the village who knows... Do you know the old, like, wise, old women know everybody's business? Nosy. So. She's the comedy relief as you, well. I hope so. <laughs> hope so. But like she's the funny, like she's a really funny character in oh, it. Come all the way through. Brilliant actress. Oh, yeah. She's so good, the actress. I wonder what do we? What was uh, What's that character's name? Yenta. Molly uh, Pekin. Pekin. She lived till she was like ninety something, I think. Yeah. Poor Mottle is New York. Dead. So Mottle, he's dead, is he? Le- dead, Leonard died. Frey. In 1985 or something. He died ah, of AIDS. Age-related illness. Ah oh, gosh, um, and Connor was saying um, Golda died as well. Sorry, Golda died literally a year because after after it came out. And literally, and I think she's gonna like it was obviously really successful. She died of cancer like two years after it was being made, but obviously a year after it was yeah. like oh so sad. Very sad. So she was only forty two in this. Amazingly, Tebia Topol is still alive, and he is. What age was he when he was in this? He was 36. 36. Shut the front door, like. That's insane. He looks insane. about 50. Did you know he looks about right? 60. No, I didn't. I thought it, like... I, I honestly knew he had a career before this I mean, movie, but I was literally... I know, look what you've done with your life. You don't I'm, have any... You don't have any fit of the roof for movies under well, your belt. I don't look 60. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> I do think they made him look a bit older, towards, especially towards the end with the grey hair. You can see at the wedding scene where he's in his lovely suit, um, he's actually quite a handsome man, mm. and and you there's, you can see in his eyes he's like he's he's a younger man actually than they make him out to be. As soon as you told me that at first, I was shocked, but then when I was kind of looking at him, I was like, okay, I can see that he's actually. Not. But at the same time, like the timeline, you would think that maybe he would be like thirty six, but just tired, like he's had a hard life, and that his daughter would be getting yeah, married maybe. at that age, and you know. Yeah, so I suppose if he if his if the eldest daughter. Does this take place in one year? No. It's a few years. Because I suppose at the start then, the eldest daughter is meant to be probably like 17, 18. And then by the end of it... 20, I think she says. She's not even 20, so she must be 19. Oh, that's quite old then. Like, as in, like, I would have thought they would have match made the girls when they were kind of 17. Well, they were trying to match, match make the two younger daughters. That's two younger well, that fellas. was for a future marriage. So that was like, let's get this sorted now. Yeah, but that obviously didn't happen with title. No, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about Gold for a minute? Okay. She was very good. <laughs> Beautiful woman. Well, like, great character. She's just like. Yeah, um, she's. Comical. Uh, she, well, she's, she's harsh, harsh but fair. Yeah. Um, she puts him in his place. She puts him in his place, but is also respectful of the fact that he's a papa. And Definitely, because you can tell that when he's like half as dead to us, she's like, yeah. "No, please don't." And then he, she's like, like "Okay, Dom. well, I have to, yeah. you know, follow the rules." Yeah. So heartbreaking. She's great chemistry with uh, Tavia. Yeah, Tavia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the, well, I mean, the actress like Norma Crane had great chemistry with him, and their song. 
together do you love me mm-hmm. i thought that was gorgeous and yeah. he I, I i actually think tevi is just fantastic he has all these little nuances to his acting yeah he's got that oh, character he's, down he's, oh, brilliant. he's so good like in that song he's like kind of like when she kind of says something he kind of nudges her with his shoulder and he's got this he's got these cheeky kind of smiling eyes um, and then every other scene he's looking up i thought that was, that was a great way of that's probably on. I imagine that's in the stage musical that when he talks to the audience, he's talking to God. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of looks up. And it's a, such a clever way of delivering soliloquies and delivering his inner inner dialogue mm. is uh, pretending that the audience is God. And then anytime anything shit happens, he'll just glance up. And a lot of the time, it's very obvious. But sometimes it's just a little, a little, a smirk or a little like, "Cheers, man." He. Like, and, well, we're actually meant to be talking about Gold, but we keep going back to Tevye. <laughs> well, he's every um, character in this film is how they are in relation to. But to he Tevye. has, like, the actor Topol has. It was on. It, it was online. It said he's played this character like three thousand five hundred times, like over the years, which is just incredible. On stage, yeah. On stage, and obviously in the film, yeah. Um, but I mean, he's born to play this character. When I actually went to go see it recently on the board, gosh, uh, Paul Michael Glazer had taken over the role of Tevia. Who's he? He was Perchek in the movie. Oh, no way. Yeah, it was amazing. Wow. He was, uh, Why did you say now? He's 36. <laughs> <I'm> joking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He must be in his 60s, 70s. He was uh, the original Starsky. Starsky yes. Does he sing in this film? Yes. He sings during Sunrise, Sunset. And he sings um, when they're doing the dance as well. Well, maybe he yeah, doesn't. He was quite handsome. Oh, he was the best looking out of all oh, the husbands. Oh my far. Well, uh, Fadika is yeah, good looking. Yeah, Twinkie. Good he was Connor's type. Hazel Wolf was yours. His name isn't Fadiki, no, it's Fadek. It's Fietka. Fietka, Fietka, Fietka. Fietka. Uh, probably who I'd be actually the <laughs> fancy. The middle daughter as well, she was beautiful. Hava, oh no, Hoddle, yeah, her eyes and just her, like, yeah, her face in general, she's gorgeous. Yeah, so she marries the, she falls in love with this student guy, and I, like, he gets, he he proposes to her. Uh, Maybe just because we were talking about gold, talk about, um, so Zytel's obviously meant to marry Laser Wolf, that's arranged by Tevye Mm -hmm. with Laser Wolf. Zytel freaks out and goes, I'm not marrying that owl fucking fart. I want to marry. She begs her dad, and she's crying. Mottled, she's like, Please yeah. don't let me. He's like, okay. He's also hanging. Yeah, yeah he got very uh, hungover. He's very hungover, and Mottle the tailor says, uh, "I want to take your daughter. We've made a pledge. We want to get married. Please let's get married." Made a pledge just means we've made a, like a promise. Oh, a promise, yeah. but okay, like a, okay. a very strong promise. I and suppose, especially in tr- like tr- culture, it's, it's very important to yeah. keep your promise. That would be like a promise to God. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. And Tabby is thinking about it. He's like, on one hand, he's just poor. On the other hand, he's a nice guy. Blah 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 blah. And then he's like, but look at my daughter's eyes. She loves them. Yeah, she so loves like, him. Yeah. So I love the way they do that for each of the daughters. How he sees them from a distance. That is beautifully done. Yeah, and the, then the aspect focuses on their eyes. It's gorgeous. I love the way that is done. So, but Golda has. So Yent has told Golda about this match with Laser Wolf, and she's all keen for it because she. Says he's really rich. My she'll, daughter will never my, starve. She'll never starve. You know, great. Even though he's... Very old. Very old. So Tevye now has to come up with a plan to convince Golda to allow the wedding... To make it seem like her idea... Exactly. That 
he should marry he should she should be allowed to marry a model rather than Tevye's idea because he she'll kill him that's what you should do in life all the time when you want something yeah. just make it make it like seem like it's the other person's yeah. idea that's gaslighting <laughs> <laughs> good it's called it's called they have a name for it now. <laughs> I thought it was called manipulation actually <laughs> 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 probably is um, which leads to Tevye having a dream dream sequence it's the best part of the movie it is the best part of the movie and um, so he pretends that he's having this horrible nightmare and wakes up Golda in bed and she's like tell me what you dreamt and I'll tell you what it meant and he tells uh, tells her of this dream of laser wolves uh, dead wife Brumacera well it's first the fact that they're like they're all having like a celebration in the graveyard and her her grandmother is there and she's like oh wow that's amazing so like her if her grandmother's there passing this message along she you know she's gonna listen to it and the grandmother's like oh i'm so congratulating you on like your daughter marrying you know model cam as well and she's like no it's it's a laser wolf tell her and, and then like, no, no, no. no 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 and then you know Tevi's like no grandma you know she, he, she's marrying the butcher and she's like no 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 she's marrying the tailor so then all of a sudden uh there's like r- like rumblings everyone like in the graveyard is getting like freaked out because they're like oh my god Freemus Hare is coming and obviously what the- woman is this yeah I might just sing her shake brilliant so literally she comes from beyond the grave glam pearls dripping <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not being bad. I have a lot of respect for this woman because it's ex- exactly what I would do <laughs> in this situation. Um, and she basically tells them that, like, you know, how can you let your daughter marry my husband? You know, how can you li- let her live in my house? Where are my jewels? Where are my jewels? Where are my jewels? Where are my <laughs> um, pearls, pearls, pearls. And they're like freaked out. And uh, then she chases them around the graveyard. And uh, she's like, you know, if you allow this happen, three weeks after they get married, I'm going to choke your daughter to death. So basically, don't let it happen. So Gold is obviously freaked out, message from her grandmother from beyond the grave through a dream. Uh, And she's like, no, we can't let this happen. You know, if my grandmother came all the way from the other side to pass on this message, and then literally it cuts to Tevye going to God, going, sorted it out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, worked. Thanks, God. (laughs) But it's such a brilliant... They did it really well for what they had like had to use I and the time like the, like anyway I couldn't work out was so what's the ghost name the fan one Fruma Sarah Fruma Sarah I couldn't work out if she was on strings or stills because it didn't I she think. was doing like a yeah in the I'll tell you stage. this in my sister's stage production they put her on like a TV wheelie table and they basically pushed the table back and <laughs> forth and they covered it obviously with sheets <laughs> <laughs> it was just it wasn't just a I table one uh, the uh, so there was the bed where Golda and Tevia were and then Frumacera and they were saying Frumacera Frumacera all the chorus was running around the bed and Frumacera just kind of ducked out and went up on a on a stool and stood above them but I know in my parents musical version of it there was somebody uh, sitting on somebody else's shoulders and then they would run oh. around oh that, that sounds good that poor person yeah. like, but that's probably what that was in the, in I don't the movie think so, because the way or she maybe was, she was on strings uh, well, oh, it looked like she was on strings as well because she obviously moved from one side of the graveyard to another yeah, side of the graveyard yeah. the way she was moving um, it's hard to describe on a podcast <laughs> she was like kind of going in a circular motion it just didn't I'm doing it I'm yeah. doing it I'm doing it <laughs> it didn't look it's a podcast <laughs> one, not a video <laughs> it just didn't look 
like she was on strings either. I'm not quite sure. It was done very mm. well. It was very good. And I liked that the makeup as well wasn't like real. It was just kind of pale and kind of Adam's family-ish. It wasn't like real. Like her eyeball was hanging off. Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. They, yeah. Another uh, instance where they changed the song. Oh. Yeah. Oh, funny as, as well, what I was just saying. Uh, the character of Rimazera was actually played by Ruth Maddock. She was in Heidi High, and she was. We just realized as well. She was in Little Britain. She played oh, uh, uh, David's mother. Oh. <laughs> she was like when he comes out to her, and he's like, "Ma'am, I'm gay," and she's like, "All right, you know." I, like she really just doesn't mind. It was a terrible Welsh accent, but yeah, she was in Heidi High. She I don't know who she played. Like, she played the girl with like the really black uh, choppy hair. Yeah. She's still with us. Yeah, she's still alive. She if, must have been quite young in that. I'll find out what her character was. If I can go back in time to this uh, to, to the the school musical, I would have said no. That one is not playing for Sarah. She played Gladys in Heidi High. Oh, yeah, I'm playing for Sarah. That's my role. I would want to play for Sarah yeah. as well. I can't imagine it's a good role for a drag, like you know, for a guy to dress. Oh, yeah, you a girl. could probably do yeah, it. Drag, it work, yeah, it would work. It would work as a comedic role. Who do you think you'd like to play if you were to play somebody in this movie? I would like to play. Um, I check the sexy student. Yeah. <laughs> Did not I model. Know? No. I think I'd play for Masera or Seidel or Yenta. <laughs> yeah, Yenta would be good. Or Grant. Oh, Yenta would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anything else to talk about, Golda? I think if it was up to her, they wouldn't have cut her out of the family. But. Tabia makes that call as the papa. I do kind of. Are we? Yeah, that's. I do kind of think. So, what's the youngest daughter's name again? Ava. Ava. I feel she could have spoken to her mother and her sisters. I kind of felt like she did just her lope. Like, but at the same time, the head of the house, ho- household is the father, and you see all the girls going to the father to get permission to get married. Except, and he just says no. Exactly. Abba, no so way. it's not as if it's an option to. And he's very. I think he plays it very well. Like he he realizes he's given this other kind of permission, which is not traditional to these the other two daughters. But when she says, "Oh, I want to marry Fiatka," he's just like he's like, "No, there's a line that you can't cross because out of the faith, the yeah." Faith. And he. He the the whole thing is about these traditions changing and how far he's willing to bend and you know yeah one thing I was also surprised that his community seemed to totally accept her like they didn't like yeah like I would have thought that he would have found that difficult and they even said uh, to, uh, to the, the general no, they got married I don't know if they'd be as as accepting if they had got married in the Jewish tradition well you would that wouldn't happen you can't marry. A, Jew, a um, Jewish a rabbi won't marry a Jewish yeah. person to a non-Jewish person. But I thought that was really funny as well that the priest married them and he had no, yeah. That's, was, that's yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And would that have happened? <clears throat> I don't know. If, would, I, I think yeah, you, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I know the Catholic Church well, but um, as long, I think you, as long as you promise to bring up your children in the Catholic Catholic faith, faith yeah. or something. Um, but sure. <clears throat> yeah, do you know the general says to Tevye, "Oh, I, I hoped that um, they would go easy on you because of your daughter," and he's like, "I have no daughter." Uh, yeah, so I thought that was even interesting that instead of the, I would have thought that your man would have been kicked out of his community as opposed to having that bit of, of spreading his immunity to her family. You know, does that make sense? Obviously, his community and his parents and family took to her and like were okay about it. But do you think that's more as well because she's a woman, and maybe if it was a Jewish man that had married a non-Jewish 
girl, maybe they would have been more accepting. It was just maybe the role that he was a man and that it was just like, well, men can do whatever they want, whereas women mm. obviously don't yeah, have maybe, that cho- yeah. choice. Yeah, probably that's a good point. We've kind of sk- sorry. Do will we talk about her then and him? The uh, or, uh, or do you want to talk about the middle daughter? Hodlum Perchik. Yeah. I suppose we'll talk about Hodlum Perchik first. Um, so Perchik, I actually was thinking, is this set in Russia or is it set in Ukraine? It's Russia. All right. Because I thought Kiev, they keep saying Kiev is very, seems to be kind of nearby. And Kiev's in Ukraine, I think, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like basically, it's like the Russian Orthodox Church is there. And it's like, it was the Russian army that were coming to like, tell people to move along from all the different towns. Right, we're okay. looking up where Anaktevka is now. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell Anaktevka? Anaktevka. I don't know if it's a real place. I think. I think it might be. It's fictional. Yeah, it is fictional. Oh. There you go. Uh, do, uh, does it even say whereabouts in Russia it's meant to be? No. Anyway, not to worry. And especially because he gets like, um, Perchek gets sent to Siberia. Siberia, but but no, you see, no, Perchek is a student from Kiev. And they're all kind of like, oh, you're from Kiev. Uh, you're from the big, the big Ukraine smoke. Ukraine a separate country? Well, you see, that's it. It's like the, the kind of the Soviet. The USSR. I don't, I don't know if the USSR existed back then. But I think even, so, I think, the, I think, oh God, this is very ignorant. I have a feeling Ukraine was part of Russia. Because it's part of the Ukraine. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, Perchek. I, think, Perchek, I yeah. think he might be a bit of a dick. A bit of a dick? <laughs> yeah. Because. Why? Well. Okay, I'm not. He he. I don't understand why they don't get married before she goes. Do you know why? Why don't they do that? I don't. I don't. Oh, he wasn't my favorite character either because of the fact that I didn't understand why they didn't get married beforehand. Because oh yeah, he gets arrested. Um, so probably that puts a dampener on it. But he goes away. No, he doesn't go away. He gets arrested and he gets sent to a settlement in Siberia. He's like basically excommunicated. No, he does. He, he goes. He leaves Anatevka first and goes to Moscow, and to he's arrested in Moscow. Okay, okay. No, I don't know why. Because then he sends for her. No, he doesn't send for her. He writes her a letter, basically saying, "I'm in a settlement in Siberia," and that's whole Tevye's part he's like I can't believe this guy has asked you to come and go to this place and she's like no he didn't ask me to come I want to go okay okay well, but then again I'd be like why am I I, w- I don't think it would be something I would do I'd be like no <laughs> <laughs> I'm so terrible I'd be like he's just too wild for me well, like by, by settlement she means jail yeah, yeah. so she's going to travel to bloody Siberia mm-hmm. also gorgeous looking girl probably 19 uh, uh, who's Jewish in a land where there's a lot of persecution against Jews that is a dangerous journey for her to go on I think it's a really sad scene actually oh, heartbreaking so but sad. even Tevia says it at the end of the movie because he's like oh we're all like separated and Gold is saying like and she's like well the girls will finally get to us and she's like he's like you know Hoddle's obviously working in Siberia and he's still in the settlement but he's going to be free soon and then they'll join us in America and then obviously when Seidel and Mottel save money they'll come to America doesn't really say anything about Hava but you know they're going to be on good terms or they're going to write each other well, letters Hava's so. going to Krakow in Poland so is Seidel and oh Seidel and Mottel are going as well yeah. but Seidel, Seidel when Hava leaves she says, oh, we're off to Krakow. Krakow. And That's because she's still excommunicated from the family. I know, but like Seidel's like, oh, see ya. She, it doesn't seem like, oh, well, we'll see you there. So is, then, is the implication she's just working somewhere so she's close to him, but she can't necessarily see him? 
I don't know. I'd say she gets to visit him, I guess. I don't know yeah. the rules, but what like she love. wants to be close to him because she's in love. God, love. that's that's probably the... Would you travel to Siberia for me if I was interned somewhere? Long enough pause, yeah. long enough pause. <laughs> I probably would. Good. But I know you a lot better than she knew him. And then the, the third, so the third couple then. They have a nice... Um, Part of one of the most famous songs in the movie Sunrise What's that Sunset. Song called? Oh, what? Sunrise Sunset. Sunrise Sunset. That's the wedding song. Yeah. But they have a they have a line to each other in. Oh yes, in okay. that song. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Also, they no, no, that all the singing in that uh, scene is in their heads. Hmm. They're they're not lip syncing. Well, not in the stage music. <laughs> no, obviously not. But look, it, like, I thought that was an unusual choice. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I suppose they. I suppose in an actual wedding you're probably not there singing Sunrise Sunset so it is kind of just them think, looking at them thinking oh I remember when they were young and running yeah, around. Yeah it is gorgeous um, the younger daughters they, one of them looks like she's on um, Children of the Damned <laughs> she looks so oh yeah there's there's all these daughters well, the other little children kids. look a bit bored themselves it's yeah. all these little kids they probably when they were shooting it were sitting there for like 15 hours and they're just like Seriously, <laughs> but the, the one daughter in particular looks really, really scary. Um, yeah, they got okay. So yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to then? Have we any more to talk about those two? No, I think that's pretty much it. So then the next daughter is Hava and Fietka and their relationship. So Hava is a bit of a bookworm, and she's just like, I don't care about marriage. And well, interestingly, like you know, Zaitel is says she's not yet 19 and she's the eldest or not yet 20 and she's the eldest so she's about 19 then hotly you'd assume is maybe 18 so she's only maybe 16 17 or something i kind of got at the start that she'd be about 15 and 15. then towards the end of it 18 19 so she's a bit of a bookworm she's like i don't care about marriage i don't care about men no 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 but after the other two have kind of found the love of loves of their lives uh she is walking along is getting bullied by some horrible people harassed horrible boys Toxic masculinity, and, uh, and then he stops them, and they're like, "What? What? Yeah. You can't <laughs> joking." This this Fietka guy, who's clearly gay, stops them and says, "Shoo, go away." <laughs> and I don't know. He kind of comes across a bit creepy at the start. Yeah, because he follows her, like, yeah. and she's like, "Thanks, bye." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, can I not talk to you? Can I walk? <laughs> can I walk with you?" And she's like, "I'm fine, thank you." And he's like. Here's a book. Read it. She's like, I don't take things from strangers. <laughs> she, her body language in that scene is excellent. Yeah, she's looking the, at the ground. Her entire, um, especially when the guys are intimidating her, and then he he comes after her. I, I guess she thinks he's he's being in creep as well, and her, her whole her shoulders are hunched over. And then, but when he's talking to her, it goes to her face, and she's like, it, the camera looks at her. She's like looking up, like. Oh my god, he's beautiful. They, they do that a few times, yeah. yeah. You're beautiful, you're beautiful. Do you know what I thought was very unusual as well, just in relation to their relationship? When they're at the well and like they're obviously gearing up to talk to Tevia, they're very like physical with each other, like touching yeah, each other. And I was like, I wouldn't have thought that was like a done thing or yeah, very like rubbing arms yeah. against each I other and faces and yeah. And stuff, yeah i feel like as well that if they had been i actually like that we only see them in two scenes because the implication is there's a lot of things that have happened off screen and that's fine we don't need to see all that but 
I kind of feel like if they have been seeing each other for a while, like a little village, people talk. Mm. You know, even if she had walked home with this Russian guy, uh, what, what's the matchmaker? Yenta. Yenta. You think Yenta's not going to go and start telling it to uh, everyone? Yeah. Sure, if Yenta, if I can, somebody sent a letter and she opened it and she was like, <laughs> oh, was like, Yeah, I love that. Oh, I was at the post office yeah. and uh, there's a letter for you. And she's like, or a letter she's for... from New York? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my God, I can't, I can't do old lady. Uh, anyway, so she's like, oh, there's a letter at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> doing it I need to stop. And... Uh, so I was like oh amazing I'll go get her for my mom and she's like oh no I got it for you and then she gives it to her she's like it's open she's like I don't know why it's open <laughs> it's open it's open <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so anyway obviously they did keep it a secret I am um, one of my so I only really know the big songs from this uh, all, like matchmaker uh, tradition and sunrise so the rest of the songs I think I've only heard once when I saw them years ago but the song I liked the most that I didn't know was the lovely little uh, song that Tevier sings about her. Little bird, oh, little it's so pretty. Yeah, it is. It's gorgeous. And it's beautifully shot. It's like, it's all red and it's her silhouette with her sisters and they're all dancing together. It's really, really pretty. Yeah, it's a lovely song. There's a couple of songs, you know, like the, there's the big belters like Matchmaker and uh, If I Were a Rich Minister and all that. But the Sabbath Prayer. That's my favorite song. Sabbath Prayer is I think a it's beautiful. Sabbath song. Prayer. Yeah, I just think it's just really special. Yeah. And that's the one I, I said, oh, I love this song. When it yeah, came. it's very pretty. Uh, Havilay and what's the one at the train station? Um, Far From the Home Far I Love. Far From the Home I Love. They're, they're just gorgeous songs. Yeah, it's the music all is beautiful. It's a really, the music is solid. But I think that one in particular, Little Bird, is it? Little Bird, Little Havilay. Oh, yeah. it's lovely. He also says she's my favorite. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> you say it to You were always everyone's But even friend. in like the Everyone's Sabbath prayer, like the lyrics, like it's very, it's nice. It's like, may the Lord protect and defend you. Like they're really, the Sabbath prayer, yeah. yeah, nice. Like it's basically just like, you know, whatever you're doing during the day, just make, like, make sure you're protected and, you know, that's nice. Keep our children safe. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. So when the, so anyway, he, he disowns her essentially. Uh, he can't and and, and uh, but like you said it just sounds are like he's incredibly very complex like, and it's kind of Havale ruins his is, life really he's never going to get over that Little Havale is like he disowns her almost <clears throat> he disowns her and says no Havale no fuck off sorry you've crossed a line that I can't deal with and then he sings Little Havale little you know and he's reminiscent I would like him to grieve with Golda a little bit and he just says our daughter is dead and like if his daughter had died they would have grieved her I kind of feel I wanted him to to embrace Golda and kind of there's a slight bit of redemption at the end where uh, they have to leave Anatevka he comes or Hava comes to say goodbye Seitel runs over gives her a hug says I don't fucking care who you married you're still my sister Golda really wants to talk to her but you can see that she runs out she's like Hava and then she like sees Tevi and she's like oh I can't talk to her and then like just is really still and obviously really visibly upset and Hava, I feel like Tevi would have, wouldn't have said anything to Golda had she embraced Hava no we don't know yes yeah, there's, there's still that kind of respect he for the didn't, Papa he didn't say anything to uh, Seidel but Seidel is now Mottle's wife so he doesn't have obviously the same yeah. control over her I guess um he does kind of lose his shit at one point he's like I am the 
Pop up. Pop up this house. Yeah. Stop. I want to look at his yeah. sewing machine. At this point, <laughs> and he's, he's, so he's, he's, he's feeling undermined, I suppose, as the papa. Mm-hmm. And then God is like, right, we have to Damn go home. with the patriarchy. But at the same time, he probably thinks, you know, she's a young girl. This is going to pass. Like, doesn't really think anything of it. Like... And then Gold is like, we have to go home. And he's like, I am the dad. I say when we have to go home, I'm going to look at this sewing machine. And then he just like pokes his head right fine now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much it then. Then the, 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 there had been this, uh, the rest of the, the, in the background, there had been this underlying threat all the time that the Russians are, other Jews have been moved out. Um, they don't like the Tsar. Um, and there, he does seem to have a relationship with, Constable, um, so the constable seems to have grown. So at the start, when he's singing, when they're singing tradition, they they do say there there are these other people. You know, we're the Jewish people. There are these other Orthodox. Orthodox. But you know, we pretty much get on. It's fine. We don't really do much with them. They don't do much with us. So the constable has actually grown up with Tevia, and they've known each other since they were kids. So they have this rapport, this friendship, or whatever. And the constable is very conflicted as well in what he has to do because he actually doesn't care why, like he doesn't see the reason why. He just wants why. to be a peaceful, yeah, everything's fine, live, why live. rock the boat, yeah. yeah. But he's getting orders from Russia, from Moscow, I suppose, to cause a bit of hassle first, which is a terrible scene where he interrupts their wedding of Seitel oh, and Mosul. That's awful. Uh, but then the order comes to evict the Jews, I suppose, from, from the area. Do you know what I didn't get? Obviously, they come and they have the eviction notice. It's like, sell your houses uh, in yeah. three days. I'm like, who are you going to sell it to? Like the whole village and well. also, like, he obviously has, like, animals, livestock. And then he's like, he says goodbye to his livestock. And he's yeah, like, he's like the, whoever's going to come along soon and they're going to take after you. And like, how did he find somebody so quickly to buy all his, like, livestock? Yeah. Also, I loved when in your little, in your two minute 40 introduction slash five minutes uh, mm. that she I said, they live, in this, they live in this lovely little village called Anatevka. It's I <laughs> I don't think I said hole. it was idyllic. No, you didn't, but like I love said it, made it like Also, oh. at the end of the song was like they're all saying like, oh, like this place wasn't so great, but it was like no, but, but it it's our home. home, yeah. Do you not think it's a pretty like no? It's a, it's a bit bleak, but to be fair, the people make it. Yeah, I think yeah. obviously it's they, a bleak town. I mean, it's 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 in the middle of nowhere. It's mm. like snow and cold. It's and no Kinnegad. It's no Kinnegad. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we live. <laughs> so the the one thing this is kind of more the overall story. That the one thing that I would criticize, and I think it's a pretty big criticism, is that the story itself. Is following Tevye, but as a main character, he's completely passive. There's nothing he does in this film that progresses the plot. Everything just happens to him, and he just kind of stumbles from point A to point B. And the the conclusion where they all leave, it's almost like this is a true story, and it isn't a true story, is it? No, it's not. No, it's basically like it's a book. It's like a series of books. But it's it's fiction. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that surprises me. I thought this was maybe a true story because it doesn't play out like a, a typical plot with a beginning, middle, and an end. There's this theme of the tradition. That's the thing that binds everything. That's the thing. The tradition is what binds everything. But there's no. It's not like Tevye makes a choice that leads to 
you know most plots are the main character makes a choice that leads them to point b and then that has consequences that leads to point c and then there's been some setup at the start that's paid off at the conclusion i think it's yeah i think it's more of a social commentary and it's more of an attack on his on the tradition of like he's just he's just kind of a conduit for the the jewish traditions of the time in this particular place and the the changes that are happening in the world and it's more commentary on that yeah it is but as a i still think you could have that and write a story where a character makes decisions that i mean i guess you could say the sister his decisions decisions he makes decisions to to change the traditions that have well to change and not to change the traditions that he's grown up with which have impacts on his family and his daughters and his well, I suppose it's with his decision to, with his first daughter, emboldens his second daughter, and then emboldens his third daughter. I suppose you could say that, but you know, it's not like he does anything in a, in a traditional story. A character will do something that will then lead to the climax, but he's totally passive in terms. Of the climax would have happened whether or not the daughter's married or not whether whatever decisions he had made regarding his daughters we still would have had the it's Russians probably more realistic it is realistic yeah but I'm just saying as a as a story as a you know that would be a I think it as well just shows you that like that's basically life all the time and not everyone gets a happy ending kind of no. thing yeah no and like it doesn't have to be like a showbiz musical ending and it is kind of like life no but generally generally when there's a story with a a, a sad ending it's it's an uh, there's irony involved you know well well, uh, if only the characters had done this well maybe the irony is the fact that at the start of the whole show it's like he's like i'm a man of tradition and i don't bend anyway and then at the end you see no you've bent completely every every in it other way do you know what I mean and it shows how progressive he's become to a point and then also there is a a line definitely but you can tell that he's going to waver with Hava yeah you can can say that that that, that relationship obviously will come back to him yeah when when, when she when she kind of is leaving at the end and he totally ignores her but then he says God be with you or Hava or Seitel says see you and he goes and God bless you and yeah so you can and then she's like I'll write to you and then Gold was yeah. like we're staying with Uncle Vic <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's like we're staying with Uncle Vic don't be telling Uncle everyone Abraham. our business we're with Uncle does the whole village have to know our business <laughs> I think he has a lovely moment as well then with Laser Wolf because Laser Wolf comes yes. to say goodbye to him yeah. and Laser Wolf's like I'm going to stay with my brother-in-law in Chicago and he's like I'm going to be in New York we're going to be neighbours and then they shake hands and then they look at each other yeah. and then they hug each other I cried the whole second act I was just like <gasps> <laughs> That's good, but that's it's so yeah. nice because it's like that these two men who have never quite seen eye to eye. Um, I don't think they've been through, but they that's it. And and they've had a big, they had a big fight, obviously, because Tevia, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, I have no hard feelings, yeah, I have no yeah. hard feelings. You might, you gave your you might. Away, yeah. <laughs> they are my chickens, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> he gave the nicest wedding presents, though, to be yeah. fair. Oh, and we never talked about it. I, I found my sad, the saddest moment I thought was when all her presents were ripped up. That was just the fact oh, they, that they came and they ruined yeah. the wedding. I mean, they, Connor they, would just the presents are so like you know simple, f- simple from our pillows, pillows. I know, goose yeah. pillows and then some candlesticks like just and these would these would have been like you know the, the foundations of their house together and their life together and just like basically taking a knife to and just completely ruining yeah, it thank god Mottle's a tailor and he can fix yeah. that <laughs> that's true yeah um, I was I know this is so like <laughs> such a like weak word to say but I was just like it was just so mean it was just, just it, it had no 
it was just being compassion or no compassion for him. Well, yeah. But you see there as well the constable. He said what, what little kind of redemption he can he can get. He says, "Stop, fucking, that's enough. You know, we've gone too far." And the fact that he actually told Tavia, he gave him a warning that yeah, yeah. some de- kind of demonstration was going to happen. But why during their wedding? I know. Well, they pick their moments, eh? I don't. Know. I don't <laughs> why didn't I don't he know. just run and kick because some stones it's a room? movie and they have to be <laughs> dramatic? It would be terrible if it just happened on a Tuesday, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. So when's that demonstration? Oh yeah, we did it. <laughs> Uh, I love because Tevye doesn't really, even though he's fond of uh, Mottle, he has no no respect for him. And like, and like to be fair, like Mottle is like they're my chickens. <laughs> like that's a big deal. And then every time he stands up, Tevye is like, sit down. Sit down. He does it about ten times. Um, like yeah. in in, in Tevye's eyes, Mottle's just this, this little kid. He kind of sees him as his like irritating nephew type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, You're staying for the Sabbath. Oh, another blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, so here's a, a, kind of a something I was thinking as well. Is when they all emigrate and stuff. Um, I know that they know that Tevi is going to his brothers, but like it must have been. They don't walk there. Well, uh, well, you see them going on, like taking all their belongings, and then they go to that like makeshift to, like, raft, raft. <laughs> that brings them to the other side. I don't know. They probably put the raft onto the plane. I don't know, Connor. <laughs> to the plane. I'm take, I'm I think they get the boat. But you know what? I, do you know what I was constantly thinking? And it's such they're a like. Went, they were there. Look, they were probably on the Titanic. Can I just say something? Okay. I, this is so basic of me to say but when I was looking at all of them with all their luggage and I was like when they get on the boat it's like they have like how are they going to know like that's actually my stuff don't be taking my stuff like you know when they get off it's like or like also do they have to bring that wheelbarrow with them because I'm like how are you going to yeah, carry all the this stuff cart. when you get to like New York yeah uh, these are the things I think about I hope you have name tags yeah, <laughs> on yeah, your luggage because you're not going to find it I was thinking how would they actually, I know that um, Hava knew that she was that they were staying with the uncle but even writing to each other um, we're getting to two hours here yeah okay we'll wrap up we've pretty much talked about everything okay so I think we need to decide where this goes on our list okay so our list at the moment is number one Harold and Maud. have you seen Harold and Maud? yeah Oliver Les Mis Donnie Darko Flatliners Escape from New York and Nine okay I have a position I would put it in can I give my one? okay well, in relation to all of those movies, I'd probably put this first and then put Lame is second. <laughs> and okay. then, like, well, we Oliver we're not changing, we're not changing. Well, no, no, I'm order. just saying, okay, well, never mind. It. <laughs> That's just my... Out of that list of things, you would put it first. I put it first. Okay. Out of that list, yeah. <laughs> Out of that shit list. <laughs> um, I would put this third. Third after Oliver. After Oliver. I'm going to put it second. Okay, so Before we have Oliver. Harold um, I. So we need to go through our criteria. Yeah. Okay. So performances. Well, this is Oscar nominated. So it was, uh, 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 Oliver was Oscar winning, and this Golden Globe winner. Oscar Oliver won Best Picture. I don't think we necessarily need to say the Oscars because that's objective. Um, I think the performance. Let's talk performances first. I think Tevye in this is phenomenal. Fantastic. And everyone else is amazing. I think in Oliver, there Fagan. is more phenomenal performances with Fagan and Nancy and Bill Sykes and Dodger. I don't think Bill Sykes is phenomenal. He was so scary. Yeah. 
We were, we were, we and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> he was amazing, Bill. And uh, the Artful Dodger. Artful Dodger. Incredible. Good, very even very even like the small roles, like That's Mr. Bumble. Were if you had to sit down and watch Oliver or Fiddler on the Roof, which would you be more enticed to watch? Oliver. Fiddler. Okay. Um, so do, you, do you still think the performances in Fiddler are better than Oliver? Uh, I think the performances are on a par, maybe. Although I do feel that in Oliver, the actors had more scope to do more with their characters. So the script was better in Oliver, is what you're saying? No, not the <laughs> I'm. Whatever. <laughs> Go on. The music. Fiddler. Definitely. No, I think Oliver. Well, I'm going with Fiddler. <laughs> really? Yes. You love the music in Oliver. It was great. Fiddler was better. There's not one song in Oliver. I know the music in Oliver. There's not one song in Fiddler that... I just feel like the f- songs in Fiddler are more meaningful. Yeah, and more, more like emotional. touching and emotional. And literally, yeah, as I said, I watched Fiddler on, the, Fiddler on the Roof. The first half brought me so much joy and like laughter. The second half had me in tears. Oliver didn't have that same kind of like it didn't do the same to me like obviously I thought it was like a fun movie but it wouldn't have the same like emotion triggering as long as he needs me this yeah. battered woman who like yeah, loves this man get over it <laughs> yeah but then she goes in going oom pa pa oom pa pa <laughs> so like it's just like make up your mind hon <laughs> that's her distraction song I and I also prefer the way Oliver I've heard this like I felt like the the musical scenes and Oliver were much grander. Like everybody was all the, there was so much things happening on screen. There was so many dancers. Everybody was getting involved. There, um, the one song that would have to be fair, Fiddler songs are more uh, insular. It's more just one character. Well, in, in Fiddler, you had like the the wedding, the bottle dance. You had you that's know, true. That's true. That was excellent. Great dancing, and then also in the bar when they sing uh, Lacayam, which we which one is that? The drink. They have their Lachaya. basically settled that Seidel's going to marry Laser Wolf in the bar. Life yeah, to yeah, 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 okay. But uh, they're great dancing with the, with the yeah, Russians. Yeah, but I, I was still it was much smaller in scale than like in all in Oliver. Well, maybe they had a smaller budget. Well, so I'm talking. I'm not talking. I'm not that. They made more out of their budget. That doesn't mean anything. That just means that I've affaired the scope of Oliver. It doesn't matter. I don't care about their budgets. That's Near here now there. I think Fiddler had a, a greater impact with the budget that they had. But we're not talking about budget. I'm just well, talking. I'm, well, that's probably why they had more dancers and more. But that's. I'm saying that all of us. You can't say well that's because of this. I, it, if it's more successful, it's more successful. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, I also I'm think the, I also think the story is 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 much better than Oliver. It's much more of a plot with uh, twists and turns that. I think you just like a happy ending. Yeah, you're no, like one of these people that won't go to see Fiddler because you're like, oh, it's a I'm not, I liked Fiddler. They had very brown costumes. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, the costumes in Oliver were very brown and dirty as well. I I think the story is, I think that's, I, think, I don't think that's even debatable. I think debatable. Well, well, you're wrong because it is debatable because the Fiddler is a much, it's a much more heart-wrenching, meaningful story, I think, than Oliver. I'm talking about the plot. The plot of of Oliver is a much more beginning, middle, and ends. Well, that's, well you're just basic like that. Oh, that's hard. That's what you say when you can't come up with a decent argument. Well, you were talking about this, you know, the, the 
Fiddler doesn't have a beginning, middle and end. And uh, it's not like a typical story that way. And we were saying that, well, that's fine because it doesn't have to be because it's more of a commentary, a social commentary on well, Jewish culture and tradition. Uh, and, Oliver know, had just as big a uh, social commentary as well with a, a plot. It was like how the flight... Yeah. So that was able to do that with a beginning, middle and end plot. Very good for it, but it doesn't mean it's better. Well, I think in that aspect it is. That's a, something that it scores. Well, definitely, like Fiddler, he did have a beginning, middle, end. Beginning, um, not that, the, 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 but the plot didn't. Not one part of Fiddler fed into the conclusion or to the next. But, you know, Fiddler in the Roof is a series of events that could all of them happen independently. How do you mean all of them could happen independently? The, the fact the, that they're the, outside out of yes. Out of, uh, well, actually, the, the interplay there is that Perchek, this guy, is part of all this hassle that's going on in Kiev. And because of that hassle that these people are creating, they decide to oust all the Jews out of Anatevka. Well, that's, I mean, they've, they've... So that's they've, the connection with that. No, because they, they all, at the very start of the film, before we meet him, or just just as we meet him, the newspaper says that a Jew is in another village has been ousted. Because of similar people like Perchek who have gone to those villages and probably have gone on then to, to cause hassle, but, to cause uproar. But that's or, nothing to do with uh, Tevye, the main character. That's just like, oh, there's these things happening in the background. Well, I don't know, because um, Perchek would probably not have stayed in Anatevka had um, Tevye not offered him food for lessons. But there's no implication that because he, he spent some time in that village that that's why the Russians are coming. In fact, we even have, like, the the sack on the wedding happened before he left. So, like, clearly the Russians had their eyes on this village. It wasn't because of him. No, not directly because of him, but because of people like him. But that's not to do with the plot of the story. That's just a fact. That's not to do with because a character did this. It led to this. It's not like if Tevier had stood up, if at the start of the film, if Tevier had lost his temper with the guard and lost that bit, and then, Tev- and then the guard then, as revenge, did all these things. That would be more consequences. There's no consequences in it due to any of the decisions that the characters make. Well, Oliver is all about consequences. I so. Well, uh, because Oliver at the start um, says, please, sir, I want some more. He gets kicked out um, and then he's taken in by the Dodger. And then uh, when he's a do- I know Oliver is a very pa- Oliver is a very passive character, but decisions that other characters make, such as the family to take him in. Bill Sykes is terrified that Oliver will rat him out to the end of kidnapping him. And then uh, Nancy then makes the decision to save him, which consequences of her dying. She gives her life for Oliver. There, all those characters are making active decisions that propel the plot. Nobody makes an active decision in Fiddler that propels the plot. And you're saying that that's the uh, the big better, or I'm saying that that's a much more cohesive story. So let's just go with putting it in point three. Would you agree with that, Yvonne? Don't fight. Okay, wrapping up, we have to pick a new genre. My genre is going to be rom-coms. Okay. And I'm going to pick Muriel's Wedding. Okay. And, uh, and maybe we'll have a Vaughn back. My uh, genre, it's not a genre, it's a theme, is uh, non-Disney animated films. 
non-Disney animated films. And uh, my op- uh, choice is Watership Dead. Which I've never seen. So no, and I just read the book. That's the one with the rabbits, isn't it? Yep. Have you seen that one? Bright eyes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Burning like fire. Heads or tails? Heads or tails. Uh, heads. Ah. Tails. Muriel's wedding. Muriel's wedding. Don't seem so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my top three. Muriel's wedding. I've seen it loads of times before. I've never seen more. You've never seen it with Connor. It's going to be exciting. I've never seen it. That's why I, was, I didn't have any other ideas. So I was just looking at it and going, that's what I'm going to choose. Okay. That's the end of so our podcast. So that's the end. That will be edited thanks down. Thanks, Yvonne. Thanks for coming in. Did you enjoy yourself? We said at the start it was did, going to be yes. two hours, and it has been two hours. The longest two hours of your life. And when it's edited... Well, at least it wasn't as, like going to see cats, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and when we edit it down, that'll be like 40 minutes of content gone, probably. Anyway. All right. Okay. Definitely need to edit out like the whole... Uh, you. Five <laughs> minutes of me describing the movie, yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, everyone. See you then. Um, yeah. Bye. Bye.